Anne Heche was a talented actress known for making a splash as a leading lady in 1990s Hollywood, until a romantic relationship with Ellen DeGeneres caused the industry to pivot away from her. Since then, Anne's life was filled with very public ups and downs, with it all ultimately ending in a horrific DUI crash in August of 2022. Anne's legacy is fraught with debate. Can we celebrate her life and talent while also condemning the actions that led to her demise? That's this week on Death in Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. <laughs> we call this thing anyway. Death in Entertainment. What's up, everybody? My name is Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcairin. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. And we are diving headfirst into episode 46. One of the most immediate episodes I think we've ever done. Yeah. We, um, we kind of we got all our shit together, and we're like, well, this is the time right now. Gabby th- Petito might be the closest. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. We were pretty relevant with that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the news. Whoa. That's me. And we did an episode on it. Yeah. While it was still hot off the press. We're not that reactive to what's going on. A lot of it is historical, you know, entertainment drama that we're going after. Yeah. That is is to say. Almost in real time happening. As we grow, we will be more reactive. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes there are things we would love to talk about more. Yeah. Like Bob Saget. What's going on with that? Hey. I just don't want us to be like a you know a TMZ news station. Oh, no. <laughs> guess who's dead today? <laughs> I get you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anne Heche is the subject today. She uh, unfortunately passed away. Rest in peace. Actually, this is crazy because Robin Williams was our last episode. Yeah. And he died August twelfth, and she died August eleventh. Oh my mm. god! Both during my birthday week. How dare they? <laughs> it's about me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a Kyle episode. We're going to... Yeah. A lot of focus here on Kyle. I feel like this is going to be a very divisive episode because there are a lot of people who are very upset with the manner in which she died, the choices she made that led to her death. And some of the coverage yeah. of her death also. Yeah. There's a lot that. going on yes. with this death and her pre-death. Right. Well, what'd you call it? Her well, that's the that's purgatory. the new that's the new thing these days. You know, all these uh, outlets are like, "Yeah, she's dead." Wait a second, she's not. And yeah. then they're like, "Oh, she's dead now." They're like, "Wait a second, the family said she, they're not dead." This happened with DMX last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. absolutely. They couldn't wait to say, he was <laughs> "Yeah." Dead. Oh, they were really clamoring. People were the fucking press. running to be the first outlet to say he's dead. Everybody wants to be the first. Bismarcky yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Fuck, I forgot he's dead. But you say he's just a corpse. Check out our In Memoriam 2021. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. For some Bismarcky <laughs> TMX action. Here Mark, we go. Starting off strong today. <laughs> yeah. Coming out hot. Some controversy. You know there's going to be a comment that says, Of course. Mark, how dare you yeah, make thread. light of Bismarcky's passing? Here's a thread on how uh, you know insensitive Mark is today. Yeah. Uh, so we got quite the episode ahead of us. Uh, we're about to send Anne Heche off with a toast. And we're going all the way back to now? <laughs> to yesterday. 
2022. <laughs> I have a quick pop culture flash. I oh, know. if you want to share, let's do it. Super Freaky Girl by Nicki Minaj is at the top of the charts. Is that what really is at the top of the charts? We're in, this is the end of the times here, ladies and gentlemen. Harry Styles is also. I still don't know what he right does. He just, he just wears weird suits yeah. to me. He's just like, I'm gay. <laughs> and people are like, yes! No. I won't yes! go down on a trans male, no. mate. He's the worst because it's not even, I'm gay. It's, I'm going to act like I'm gay and then not <laughs> say that I'm gay. And I'm going to gay bait and leave y'all speculating. What you have no about? idea how appropriate everything you just said is to this episode. Oh, mm. shit. Okay. Yeah. Who um, saw that coming? Let's go to the movies. Y'all want to hear about the movies? Yeah, well, well, just Top Gun, right? That were big around this time yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Nope. Yeah, it's Top Gun. Hasn't that been out for like a year already? I mean, if it's, yeah, still, make, if it's still making money, they're just fucking making cash like crazy. It's Top Gun and Nope. And the, Nope, yeah. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope on Nope. What's the other one? We got Dragon Ball Z. What? Uh, what? what the no, fuck? No, I, I, excuse me, I misspoke. Dragon Ball Super colon superhero. For some reason, Super's in twice. Nice. Okay, it doesn't sound much better. There's a movie called Beast. What? Are you joking? You, I'm you're not. Fucking around. I wish I was. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> Well, I hope you all enjoyed the pop culture flash. <laughs> wow. I can't wait to go see Beast at the theater. What is what yeah. is that? I don't know. It's okay. probably better than Nope. Yeah. I like Nope, actually. Ugh. Didn't see it. Oh, yet. Dare you. That's another pod. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, well, get out of here. Get it? I thought she had like an idyllic childhood and everything was great and she grew up <laughs> in uh, in Anaheim like she grew up in Disneyland. This may be the worst childhood I've ever heard of. And, and I'm talking about We're talking about Charles Rocket. Yeah, Charles Rocket uh with Natalie big, Wood. Yeah. You're not even going to believe takes it. This the cake. This is up there. Um she was born May 25th, 1969 in Aurora, Ohio. And she was the youngest of five children with Nancy Hayes and Donald Joseph Hache. There is something I'd like to clear up. He married yeah. his sister. I've, I've been told. <laughs> yeah, like Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall, yeah, yeah, according yeah. to YouTube Knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's H. 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 I know. People have been saying that. I disrespect it. But I've been saying Hache, you know, since Six Days, Seven Nights over so here. So has everybody. Yeah. yeah. Have, have I brought up the fact that my uh, my professor in a community college film class pronounce her last name as heck <laughs> and he was like an 85 year old drunk maniac yeah who kept saying like remember that they did the psycho remake uh-huh like yeah. a shot for shot for some course, fucking reason yeah yeah uh, yeah he's like he's like well and heck is in this uh remake of the uh hitchcock a movie and it just beats the heck yeah, out of this me this guy yeah. was such a fraud and he was like he reeked of vodka. he wishes that it would be heck <laughs> yeah i guess so he so. could write the fucking review in the college paper being like what the heck was that ah <laughs> And he's like, next week, we'll be studying Citizen Kane by Orson Welles. Yeah. 
I also had another professor who called David Mamet, uh, David Mamet, and he said he was friends with them. So that's Mamet. another thing. But See anyway. that? <laughs> All right. Heck, we can deal with. Yeah. But to not know it's David Mamet and you're a professor. And he said he was friends with him. He says, no. He's, like, he's, a, he's a colleague of mine. This was like, <laughs> he was like pumping his, you know, like hitting his chest. He's like, this is my friend. David Mamet is my Mamet. best friend. David, that's how his friends it's call him. It's some kind of oh in joke. That's the only thing I can think of. No, I thought he was like, yeah, like doing a Will Ferrell bit, like as a professor. I'm like, Had this, to have been. Is this real? But this guy was like, a le- he tr- portrayed himself as a legitimate professor of the arts. <laughs> He's a fucking fraud. Speaking of David <laughs> Mamey, okay. he wrote one of Anne Heck's movies. Which was? Oh, uh, Wag the Dog. Oh, yeah. But we but, are. Let, 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 we get to yes, the dog we are yeah. too much in the future now. We'll get there. What 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 made Mrs. Hache Mrs. Hache? We'll find out. She had a very hectic childhood. Hectic is, um, you know, to say the least. She had a very hastic. Hello. What state? We're talking about Illinois, right? Ohio. We're talking about Ohio. But she moved eleven times during her childhood. And eleven. At one point, they actually lived in an Amish community. What? So, yeah. <laughs> no. Think kingpin without the laughs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, kids. Uh, do we got the the uh, news for you? We're going to live in an Amish community. Yeah. Uh, her dad. It was like a super religious family. Her dad was a choir director and wasn't bringing in a lot of money, but he was also apparently pretty abusive. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Not only does he not make any money being a fucking scumbag church guy, but he's also abusive. Yeah, Red he's flag. deeper than a scumbag. He's straight up evil. Yeah, they packed up, moved to Ocean City, New Jersey, and was twelve at this time. Nothing sounds good about that. No, <laughs> and <laughs> no, starting with Ocean. Side. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and at twelve years old, she she knew that the family wasn't doing well financially, so she. Wanted to start working herself, so she started working at dinner theaters, and uh, even out on the boardwalk, she was like singing and flipping burgers, and you know, she was like, "I was just working for my dinner every that's what, night." That's what Bob Crane was yes, doing yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. like not a good element of people that are doing this. Yeah, job. exactly. It does <laughs> yeah. that well. Yeah, sex freaks and like murderers and maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Yeah, dinner theater. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she said she got $100 a week, which is more than anyone in her family at the time. So she's the breadwinner. Oh, yeah. She's crushing it. And <laughs> crushing so it. they would all pull their money in an envelope in a drawer and save up enough. to. Mo- she wanted to save up enough to move out herself. This is like Don Draper's childhood or something. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except way worse. Way, way like worse. Yeah. Don Draper's like the dad. Yeah. But like an evil, evil person. At least he had a, he had a nice farm where they stayed the entire time. Yeah. When she was 13, literally the next year after they moved to New Jersey, her dad was 45 years old and died of AIDS. What? Secret gay guy. How could that happen? Yeah. She came out eventually and talked about it and was like. In so many words, Mark. Secret gay guy, dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's the song. Secret gay guy, dad. (laughs) Um, <laughs> she said that he, he was like, he'd lived a double life. He was gay. He had a secret lovers. He was like 
committing fraud. They got evicted from their fucking house because he was just trying to get away with not paying rent. Oh my god! Yeah, that was like my grandmother's family in the in uh, in Prohibition era, like Charlestown and uh, like Boston, Cambridge, in, in the, like mm. the twenties and thirties. They'd keep a lot of their stuff like ready to go all the time because they'd get evicted every single uh, month. Yeah, it's, r- it's a rough way to live. That is very rough. And I think I can add something to this. Yeah. I actually listened to her book. Did I, you really? I did. You listened to a, we we this is a whole other thing which I commend you for. You listened to like the entire Jennifer Gray book on tape. I did. Which, oh which yeah. It's like commendable. The amount yeah. of work that Alejandro does. Oh, he's de- is, dedicated. Yeah, he's a dedicated guy. Yeah. What would she say? She said before she died recently that she thinks that if he was able to live his true life, he wouldn't have been such a monster. Right. But you know, that's letting him off the hook too much. I agree. He abused her since she was a toddler. Sexual abuse. Yeah. The really? Worst kind. Not just physical. I no, the the worst. I can't even say it. It's so yeah, it's, heinous. Yeah. Really? Anything you would think of. And then she did come out and say that her father gave her herpes by the time she was 12. What? She also thought she may have gotten AIDS from him. Yeah. Because he abused her so often until she was about... Basically, till he died. Yeah, 12, 13 years old, yeah. And yeah. eventually lived separately from them in the final months of his life. Yeah, and literal she, months. Yeah, she remembers visiting him once and deciding, like, I never want to see this monster again. So he got aged by the... He must have died in the 80s, I'm 83. assuming. Because that's when like, like people were really dropping dead from 1983. March 3rd, 1983, he And died. she says it's, one, it's actually one of the first reported cases of... Or, Deaths from AIDS. I don't know the validity of that statement. Yeah, yeah. No, she is quoted as saying that very often, yeah. Mm. And while we're at it, actually, since we're talking about the book, I have a clip. Call Me Crazy (laughs) is the name of the book. And this is the first one. This Mm -hmm. came out in the 2000s? 2001. Oh, okay. So there's a lot more craziness even after that. The fun, good, loving times were hard to come by in our house after that. My mother's father was dying, and she spent most of her days crying. Dad was off all the time, and our money was on a tight line. Nothing was coming in, which was something close to sin. The children were crabby. My herpes was scabby. We were all getting sick, the walls of denial so thick. It was bad and getting worse, and things were stolen from Mom's purse. It was all crashing down. There was no smile, only frown. It was all stinking bad, and we were really, really sad. Children! We heard Mom screaming from the top of the steps. And what she goes on to say here is that $4 was missing from her mom's purse. Mm -hmm. So she asked the kids, which one of you took it? Everyone said they didn't take it. And so then the piece of shit dad came out and said, all right, I'm going to beat you till one of you admits it. He takes off his belt and whips the shit out of all of the kids. Oh, my God. And all of them $4 pops out of his pocket. No, they said, we didn't take it. And he he beat the hell out of them. And then Anne Hayes said definitively then in her book that I know that son of a bitch is the one that stole the $4. (laughs) And he beat us anyway. Oh, of course. I mean, that happens a lot in the Northeast. That You got a lot of people, even in your own family. They'll steal your wallet and help you look for it. <laughs> no, but this guy wasn't wow. even helping to look. He was beating the hell out of them. Yeah. When he knew he was the guilty one. Of course. That's yeah. not just like helping someone look for something you stole. No, it's, it's the most evil iteration yes. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd steal money out of my mom's purse all the time. You fucking scumbag. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was because of people like you. No, but I, I need like Dorito money. I need my brother. I need a Dorito money, ma. 
So anyway, uh, <laughs> the world rid us of this awful human being in 1983. And you would think all is well as soon as he dies, but it's not. Because she actually had come out and talked about the abuse at the hands of her father, and nobody in her family backed her up. Really? Yeah. And I thought she had a brother she was kind of close with. He died the same year as the dad. Oh, really? Nathan. Also AIDS? No, no, thankfully. I mean, it's not, wouldn't be a shocker with this fucking awful guy, but he got into a car accident. But some people in the family think he killed himself. That he he ran death by car? Yeah, like he ran himself off the road. Oh, fuck. He was on a motorcycle. Oh, it was a motorcycle. Yeah. And crashed into a tree. And Anne has always kind of said, like, he did it on purpose. Like, he knew what he was doing. Because she knew him pretty well, so she knew yeah. like, his intentions and like the state of mind he was in. And yes. this was after the dad died, but yeah. the same year. So, yeah, it all happened like boom, boom, boom. The official determination was that uh, Nathan fell asleep at the wheel before he struck the tree. So she like literally doesn't have any ground to stand on at this point. When she's like trying to tell her story, people are like, nah, it's something different. And these are people around her saying no, like... Well, it's her family denying that her dad raped her her entire life. Let's be clear, though. The mom, think Augusta Gein. She was a religious (laughs) zealot, her mom. Oh, really? Yeah, so... Everything is God. So anything and, that the male, um, you know, man of God says is accurate and true and real. That's why all these fucking piece of shit, like, you know, multimillionaire pastors are running around the U.S. Because oh, no one's telling them that what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Because maybe women around their lives are like, you know, if they do it, it's correct. In the same breath, though, she admitted nothing would have surprised her with the father. What? <laughs> like, because they're two very opposing ideas. Because right there. it couldn't be denied he was gay, died of AIDS. So yeah. she accepted that. Her and husband was It was a gay. disease, you know, I, we'll say what it is. It, most notably for people that were uh, homosexual that yeah. had, you know, homosexual at, sex. Yes, at that time. At that time in the 80s. And also, the mom just isn't with it. Like, she's not a good mom. No. She's trying to be a wife. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck to, about to the this kids. monster yeah. that doesn't deserve to breathe. But that yeah. was like an old school family structure thing, especially in like a certain part of the country, you know? It's just like, the men are always correct. Yeah. I mean, it's a very fucked up mentality that even permeates through the media because she was even asked when she was interviewed about when she came out and talked about you know how her dad abused her and then he came out as a gay man she found out he died of aids blah 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 literally a reporter for the advocate in 2001 asked her but why would a gay man rape a girl Mm. wow wait for the advocate like the the gay publication i don't know if it's a gay publication. it is oh it is Famously, oh wow, and she was I mean, asked that's, point blank that's that crazy question that, that someone from there would say that. But I would think that would come from my uncle's fucking oh, lazy boy. I, know, I got a question for you. Hey, why would a, <laughs> I was just gonna say, why would a queer rape a girl? <laughs> hey, can I have uh, three more cores lights, please? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking in the <laughs> deepest recesses of Boston bars. Oh, absolutely, in the <laughs> darkest of winter. Yeah. yeah, that's the kind of joke that would be. That's sad. the telling me a queer touched a girl. <laughs> that's the chit chat going around. You know, the local PJ O'Rourke's or whatever they call yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you said, hey, I'm with this guy. <laughs> to roast the Joan Rivers, they kept making jokes about Robin Quivers. She had oh, some God. shit, too. And they were like, horrific child. Joan was like, you should have been happy your dad was paying attention to you. <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs> and Gebo was like, 
Joan and the Robin Quiver's mom. <laughs> oh, Gilbert Godfrey. Yo, Gilbert yeah. Godfrey. What did I say? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you said. Her dad fucked her. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, I'm like, this is like, this is over the top. But like, yeah. <laughs> it's Gilbert. We so. do not condone. We do not. No. This kind of humor. Not of right. this stuff. We're just reporting. So when the advocate asked her, why would a gay man rape a girl? She said, I don't think he was just a gay man. I think he was a sexual deviant. My belief was that my father was gay and he had to cover that up. I think that he was sexually abusive. The more he couldn't be who he was, the more that came out of him in the ways that it did. Um, a very eloquent response. Yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. like that's exactly what the case was. It yeah. could, also could have been like maybe that's, that happened to him right. at a young age too. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not you know, trying to you know, gloss sure. over yeah. it that you know, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. She said that um, her father being closeted ultimately destroyed his happiness in our family. But it did teach me to tell the truth. Nothing else is worth anything. Which, I mean, fuck. Amen. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? It's the worst experience somebody could have. Yeah. That sounds like a bad upbringing. I've heard of people have like weird you know, home situations, but that, that's the worst. Yeah. All right, so um, let's get to six days, seven nights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we uh, fast forward? We are on the way. So... After her brother dies, she's like, fuck it. I'm moving to Chicago. I'm going to figure out acting and make something of myself. People start out a lot of stuff there, like stand-up, mm -hmm. improv. That's a yep. great place to like fail very, like mm -hmm. before you go oh, to New York or LA. I spent five or six years failing there. Oh, that was you. Yeah, and, and now I'm <laughs> failing here. Yeah. <laughs> you fail forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm upping the ante of yeah, where you, I fail. You fail in a smaller venue, then you go to a bigger one, you fail there. <laughs> and then Anne went to the progressive Francis W. Parker School. In 1985, when she was 16, an agent spotted her in a school play and secured her an audition for the daytime soap opera, As the World Turns. Wow. Oh, that was the big make So that's moment. just pure luck yeah. to be scouted like that. Yeah, to be in your high school play and be like, you want to be on a TV? That's when they had scouts out there. They don't mm -hmm. anymore. They just look at TikTok and stuff. Oh, now. they're lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and back in the day, they'd be like, Oh, we got the Poughkeepsie Regional Joseph and the Amazing Technic on the Dreamcoat. Let's go check it out. Poughkeepsie Hustle. <laughs> Poughkeepsie Hustle. <laughs> That's the first graders doing the best Christmas pageant ever. Yeah. yeah. Let's get tickets. Send out this schmunt to go out and check it out to see if there's anyone good there. Like, But they did that with, with like bands and stuff. Yeah. They did that mm -hmm. with, ta with actual talent. Lauren Michaels would go and check out oh, random. I'm going to go to, uh, you know... I'm going to sit here and not laugh and then hire you. Yeah. I want to, you know, maybe you should be on the show. I don't know. Wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> or to Artie Lang once, he called a meeting with him, and Artie sits down and he's like, I'm not going to hire you, <laughs> but I wanted to meet you. That's such a weird thing. <laughs> it's like, a power oh, so move. Should I just it go is a power fuck move. myself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we digress. So she... Gets the first role right out of the fucking gate from high school. She gets on the soap opera Another World, playing Marley Love and her evil twin, Vicki Hudson. She did that for four years, mm. from 1987 to 1991. And at that point, dude, you're crushing your parents' income. If you had a lemonade stand, you were crushing those parents' income. Never so mind the tap family. dancing on the boardwalk, yeah. flipping Berber's. 
Burgers for odd burgers. <laughs> Otherwise, prefer the known burbers. as burgers. Yeah. Tap dancing on the boardwalk and flipping burgers <laughs> for a hundred bucks no, a week. She's crushing it. That family had no money. No. This is like winning the lottery. Wait, so she yeah. it's probably no decision to like, hey, do you want to go to New York and make a bunch of money on the soap opera? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm leave, I'll leave today. Yeah. There's one detail I might add that <laughs> I might add I the might dad add, baby. Apparently had some reverence for actors and Hollywood. So that was one thing that drove her early on that, oh, I can be an actress then and get respect. So her dad was okay with that. But yet they were forbidden from watching it in their household. This is why this guy's one of the most evil dads that ever existed. His personality is not very consistent. Yeah, he likes TV and movies, but he's not. They're not allowing the kids to watch that stuff. Yeah, and he's he's probably doing some like crazy sermons, like you know, castigating Hollywood as like the evil of everyone. But it's okay for my daughter to go at sixteen years old to become a TV star. Yeah, fly across the country. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And she didn't see her first movie until Star Wars. That was her first movie that she saw. In the theater for some wow. reason, they finally in two thousand four and finally no, but, but that's nineteen seventy seven that comes out though. Yeah, but she's like, what? Well, she, she was 12? born sixty nine. So how old was she in seventy seven? All right, forget it. <laughs> eight, eight years old. Yeah, I'm doing a little foreshadowing though because it was a big deal for her. Okay, and you know who was in Star Wars? Oh, six days, seven nights. Star yeah, Wars. <laughs> All right, let's calm down. A yeah, let's yeah. calm down. Um, her work was very appreciated by the critics. She got a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Young Actress in a Drama Series in 1991. Nice. And so that was only her fourth year acting, dude. She was fucking crushing. Her primetime television debut and her first role in any medium outside of Another World came in November 1991, a guest appearance on an episode of Murphy Brown. Mm. Really? I don't remember. I, I used to watch Murphy Brown. Actually. I used to I watch that at my Nana's. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a... designing women in Murphy Brown all day. Women. Yeah. Whatever I women. Said. Yeah. There wasn't just Annie Potts on the show. <laughs> <laughs> there were, Wait, there was Annie Delta po- Burke. There was Annie yeah. Potts was on the show? Designing women? Yes. Yeah. I forgot Annie Potts. Like, I forgot her place in the existence of my life. Ghostbusters <laughs> designing women. But was she in 16 Candles? No. Oh, You're thinking, thinking of Molly Ringwald. Yeah, yeah. But the, the girl who plays You're thinking of Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the girl Weird who plays science. Her, her good friend in Pretty in Pink, who's that? Yeah, that's Annie Potts. That's Annie Potts. That's, that's, Annie that's what I'm thinking of. Pretty anyway. in Pink. Yes, thank you. We clear that up. Murphy Brown. Murphy right. Brown. Now she's crossing over to guesting on primetime yeah. TV shows. I think are. soap operas, you want to get out of that world as soon as you can. But then, remember, we talked about this in the Rebecca Schaefer episode. Yeah. They were big deals then, soap operas. Oh, huge. Yeah. Especially as a young actor, if you're on a soap opera, you're on it for a long time. Those storylines, they get carried out for way too long. And every Midwestern housewife is like, I wonder what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. In any other show. And in Boston. That's right. Yeah. Middleborough. Right, Auntie Jill? Auntie Jill. <laughs> you, your goddamn general hospital. <laughs> Any fucking TV show would have a soap opera storyline tied up in like two episodes. Yeah. Those go on for years. And everyone still watches going, I wonder what's going to happen. 
That being said, there's shows like Better Call Saul that go on for years, and it's a prequel. Yeah. You already know how it's ending. Yeah, 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 you got an idea. Wow, you make a good point. Yeah. Alejandro comes right back at you. Listen. <laughs> he's he's pro soap opera. I, I watched it. It was pretty much a soap opera. I loved it. It was, kind yeah. of. Um, but she's moving on up the ladder. She makes a TV movie debut in the following year. So 1992 in the Hallmark movie. No, the Hallmark Hall of Fame presentation. Otherwise known as a movie. Yeah. Of O Pioneers. I love that. You, you remember what, that? What network? <laughs> Hallmark was doing like network movies? Like Must it was, have been, right? Yeah. Was it like on? It aired on CBS starring Jessica Lang. Oh, okay. Oh, so that was a network. Yeah, made for TV movie. They were still doing that. That they're, That's close to the end of the made for TV movies. Exactly. And Jessica Lang, are you kidding? And like, she's like, a this fucking is superstar. Special events. Those yeah, were like made for deal. TV. Yeah. Suddenly working with Jessica Lang. Now, Hallmark movie, the, you know, the. Fucking, they do those every oh, week now. It's yeah. fucking bullshit. It's a different. Thing it's a, now. some weird yeah. Christian thing where it's like it's made for like crap. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's shit. all shit. It's all shit. <laughs> the world is falling apart. Exactly. right in front of us. But that's when it was a major event to have a you know CBS fucking big uh, you know made for TV movie. Oh hell yeah. yeah! So she goes from Jessica Lang and then going all the way to being in her first lead role in Donald Camel's erotic thriller. Wild side. Wow. Okay, this I have n- I have no clue what this is. Starring alongside none other than Christopher Walken. Ow! <laughs> and Hank! I think, oh. I think that was a... And not to interrupt your Walken impression. Uh, no, no, I don't no. know. It was like a... Like a B-movie. B-movie erotic thriller, yeah. I believe. Yeah, like Skinamax. Skinamax. Yeah. Oh, what a fuck! But what... <laughs> <laughs> Why are we on but HBO? I couldn't, I couldn't imagine like as a sexual being. Really, that was the weird thing. Also about the episode where uh, what's her name fell in the water and stuff. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Because I don't see him as like a really like you know like a guy that fucks really. Come here, baby. Yeah, he looks like a mental patient sometimes. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What's the director's name of Wildside? Donald Camel. He killed himself. Really? Whoa! Another episode. Another yeah. episode. No he, spoilers, please. Yeah. He was not happy with the way Wild Side came out, and that was one of the reasons he eventually killed himself. Shut oh, up. Shit. Years later, he lost control. That's how it happened with a lot of these big projects. He like, fucking did. He really killed himself. You think I'm making this up? How do you know that? I Who know the fuck knows Skinamax? Kyle, <laughs> director, I can, Donald Camel. <laughs> I can name every Skinamax director in alphabetical order. I believe it. Said the uh, the mentally well person. Cleavage, <laughs> cleavage field. <laughs> the witches of Breastwick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cleavage field. I love it. Um, so actually, Wildside gained a lot of notoriety on the scene. What scene? There was a specific scene. Wait, did she get fully nude? She had a lesbian sex scene. Whoa. With Joan Chen. From Twin Peaks. Yes. That keeps popping back up. Does. The dots always connect yeah. in always, the die world. Always. Not everybody appreciated the fact that she did a fully nude, um, very graphic sex scene with a woman. Her mom? Her dad. Her dad's dead. Oh, okay. 
Well, he phones her from hell. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing getting naked with Joan Chen? He's like, put on evil Ed McMahon. Oh, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I'm not dead yet, I'm but down here I'm also. hanging in hell anyway. <laughs> I'm broke down here, too. <laughs> <laughs> I need money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're gonna kill Kyle. I know, man. This is gonna I'm be fucking end. dying. Yeah, this is the, this is the episode. <laughs> this is where we get meta, and Kyle drops dead. <laughs> yeah, carry on. <laughs> Avenge me. A special episode. So she does a lesbian sex scene, right? Yes, we remember. People yeah. are like, eh, meh about it. Uh, in 1996, she also had a starring role as a college student contemplating an abortion. In a segment for the made-for-HBO anthology film, If These Walls Could Talk. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that Co-starring was a, Cher and Demi Moore. That was a the, pretty the decent... abortion thing, yeah. HBO was doing very good original movies then. They had been for a while, but yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was one of their more... It was powerful. The yeah. Cher one was very powerful. Yeah. So she's pushing the boundaries of content. She's smart. She's taking good, like, edgier roles. Yeah. She did another movie in 96 where she actually had a very disturbing death scene. Walking and talking? No. <laughs> it's like a romantic comedy. <laughs> but that was a, one of those like indie flicks that was cool. Who Walking else was and in talking. That? Who else was in that? Kathleen Keener. Oh, it, it's yeah. It's Nicole Holliff Center. Oh, yeah. Who, she's done a bunch of movies since then. Yeah. And my doppelganger, Leif Schreiber. <laughs> Self-proclaimed yeah, I know, doppelganger. That's, that's bold. Yeah, yeah. Matt Damon, my doppelganger, was yeah. not in that, but you know, it's my he... daddy. No, I'm talking about um, the juror oh, with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember this movie. Close your ears if you don't want a spoiler. But her death scene, he forces her to take ecstasy and then strangles. He's her an evil motherfucker in, in this bed. movie. Yeah. This is like malice level Alec Baldwin as a bad guy. And on Siskel and Ebert, Gene Siskel took particular, he had particular distaste for that scene. He said, why in movies do you always have to see successful women get murdered like that? Yeah. The moment there's a successful woman, she has to either be like an awful person or get horribly That's kind of true, actually. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever saw Michael Clayton, um, what's the red hair girl? Tilda Swinton. She is an evil motherfucker in that also. Yeah, exactly. A successful woman <laughs> yeah. is either portrayed as she evil. Mur she murders a guy. <laughs> or they let their guard down and they do something really stupid. And they fuck it results up. in yeah. their death or something. It's, it's never the male counterpart's no. fault. Because yeah. Anne Hayes is like a successful lawyer or a doctor or something in the juror. Yeah. So, mm. Of We're, course she has to be killed off. We're literally. like a feminist podcast here now. I think you're right, Ellen. We're Andrew. breaking through to the other side. I think and Kyle's on board with that kind of, by the way. And we talking. we loved if these walls could talk. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty groundbreaking for the time. This podcast or that movie? Uh, yes. I would say yes and yes. Okay. <laughs> so she's coming out swinging. Coming out? Yeah. I don't think she came Wait, out Wait, give it a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. 1997. This is a big year for her. Is it? She is starting to become... Like an actual A-lister. She's like a household name. Yeah. She's mm -hmm. Anne Heck. Anne Heck? What the heck? <laughs> Her breakthrough role that she self-described uh, was as the wife of Johnny Depp. Johnny Brasco, which was one of my favorite gangster movies that's out there. Yes. Because it, it shows the, the mafia lifestyle 
as it really is. You know, it's yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a not bunch, as glamorous as yeah. Goodfellas or it's a bunch casino. Of, yeah, it's a bunch of bums that are like, "Can I borrow a thousand dollars from you?" It's like my favorite part of that movie is when Al Pacino gives Johnny Depp, um, who plays Johnny Brasco, mm-hmm. like an envelope full of hundreds of dollars. He goes, "Hey, uh, can I borrow a couple bucks?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I just got this." envelope of money you just gave me and he goes hey let me uh yeah let me borrow this and he takes all the money back that he just gave him for christmas <laughs> oh it's, hel- it's hilarious but and they made her part bigger because she was so good because she was so good yeah. yeah she was great in it she looks great yeah oh yeah she had that movie star quality yeah, yeah. she really did she like really hated him in that movie because the his <laughs> white character yeah because yeah. he's uh joseph pistone who plays the fbi agent who um, is out a lot and just like in this undercover character of right. Johnny Brasco, he's never around and she hates his gut for it. He's kind of like Amber Heard. Yeah, kind of a precursor to that. A little maybe. bit. A little bit. I'm yeah. just trying to shamelessly shoehorn in and bring Amber that in there. Yeah. Heard reference. I don't know. I just, uh, I get very uh, animated because I like that movie. It's so a much. good movie. It's a good movie. I yes. didn't know how actually like successful this movie was. It made $125 million. Yeah. At what, the box what, office. what? It's, Pac- what, what, what? it's Pacino and fucking Depp. And Depp and, uh, and Michael Madsen and Bruno Kirby. Don't sleep on Kirby. He was, he was a, a he secret was a great weapon in a lot of my mother always city said. slickers city slickers the, yeah Yuli's gold all that shit don't Yuli's sleep on Kirby gold. <laughs> you mean Curly's gold Curly's gold Yuli's gold was yeah that was the, Peter Fonda that was Peter Fonda yeah, got you by the brown and Curly's oh hello oh my hello Maroon Maroon I mean are we getting <laughs> wacky or what yeah she got supporting roles in a bunch of 1997 high profile film releases Volcano. I know what you did last summer and wag the dog. That was her 1997. How crazy! Volcano, is that? though, really the co-star, the lead, the co-lead. Yes, to Tommy Lee Jones. Right. No, right. I think I think the lead in that movie is a volcano. Okay, the lava. <laughs> yeah, the lava. It's hard to the upstage lapa. the lava. Yeah, yeah. Volcano becoming a very tumultuous movie for her. There was a lot going on. A lot of lava. She had a lot of beef with um with Tommy Lee Jones, right? Uh, Who didn't? It? Jim Carrey, he couldn't even get along yeah. with, like, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Yeah. yeah. By all accounts, he's just a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, he's, and he's always the go-to Oscar cutaway to look like he's not having uh, a good time. Yeah, he's like, you're like grunting in the fucking audience. Yeah, because he didn't get his Oscar for Cobb. That was his big swing and a miss. But he, <laughs> <laughs> wow, How long have you been holding on to that one? I wrote that 18 years Kyle ago. Kyle stumbling left and right, but he fucking crushed Kyle it. was a like, home run right there. I was a little kid like, oh, Cobb. And he's writing his little yeah, notes. Yeah. Put the sticker on yeah, it. Yeah, that locked it and it loaded. <laughs> but Tommy All I got. Jones won for The Fugitive. And Harrison Wait, Ford did? didn't even get nominated. So, but that's my favorite movie with him as a fugitive. No, I know, but what I'm saying is, what does he have to complain about? Wait, so well, Tommy he Lee won Jones, an Oscar. Okay. He did win an Oscar for The Fugitive. Wow, well, he wanted it for Batman Returns, or which one? He <laughs> no, for? Kyle saying no. He couldn't Cobb. believe he was resigned to, to that kind of movie with Jim Carrey, but because he went for Ty Cobb in it ni- flopped. Ni- it was a, 1994. Yeah. Not only did it flop, it went up against. The Mask and Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura in the same fucking year. 
Okay. Yeah. And so he just looked at Jim Carrey and he fucking hated him. Oh, so he already held that resentment He's like, you're already. a fucking yeah. clown. Could like, you imagine being <laughs> Jim Carrey and you got Robin Williams and Tommy Lee Jones like eyeing like, you with like, at your heels. Yeah, yeah. Imagine to think that Cobb was going to be a blockbuster, a racist fucking and, like, shortstop. Get out of here. And even if it was, <laughs> you're going to sit there and blame three fucking goofy ass movies for tanking you. Like, no, you got to take that. And wear it. Did like, he see that the babe flopped with John Goodman? Right, exactly. I yeah. mean, nobody wants to see a baseball biopic about some old fat, sweaty, some yeah. racist like guy. Like, hey, blacks are bad, but you know, I'm I'm still a good, redeemable character. Okay, <laughs> like, fuck off. What are you yeah. talking about? But Tommy Lee Jones was good in No Country for Old Men. Amazing. Did he get an Oscar for that? No. He's okay. got one for the fugitive. That's enough. Yeah, he, that's all he needs. I didn't realize that she was in. I know what you did last summer. Yes, mm-hmm. that's like blowing my mind. She right, moves now. the plot forward in that movie. She something with the something. Wait, does <laughs> she play with the hook? Uh, and the yeah, guy. Know, is she a teacher? Haven't the, seen it for a while. What is she in that? I, I love. That. I know there's people pulling their hair out right now, being like, "I just watched that movie." She was. She portrayed the minor role of a backwoods loner. Yeah, maybe she had the story about the guy, like, uh, you know, oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. You she lived run. in. Yeah, you better run. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of was that, though. Yeah. I mean, every horror movie kind of has that. And yeah. what's interesting you about her. you going up against H's career. He goes, go, you. <laughs> she's not really doing any bad movies. No. She's doing like movies. Well, okay, Volcano, that's debatable, right? But as an entertainment, it was fine. It's like a matinee movie. It's one for them, one for you. Yeah. It's not like a horrible movie, Volcano, but it's not that great. There's a budget. Yeah. I enjoyed it It's a payday, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Let's go to Volcano for a second. Yes. All right. Are you with me? Um, Let's let's go in there. I'm with you. Yeah. She's already the it girl. She doesn't need any more publicity to further along her career or anything like that. Things are happening. They're happening. Yeah. And she's at the Vanity Fair Oscar party at Morton Steakhouse <laughs> in March 1997. <laughs> yes. And she's hanging out there with her friend, and she sees this blonde lady yeah. across the room. Love is in the air. Garlic's in the air. And she's like, <laughs> be still my heart. Who is that? Her friend's like, you don't know that that's Ellen DeGeneres, one of the hottest comedians working today. And she has the hit sitcom Ellen, yeah. for which she's about to come out of the closet on. Yeah. And she's actually just come out of the closet in real life. You don't know that's Ellen? Wow, it's good to, Good thing she has friends to give her this backstory <laughs> <laughs> in the moment like this. <laughs> and so Anne Hayes is like, yeah, never heard of her. So then they talk, her and Ellen, and they hit it off. Anne is like, hey, I'm going to this other after party. You want to come? Ellen's like, nah, that's okay. But let's exchange She's numbers. Like, Do I? But Ellen shows up there anyway. And they continue talking. They spend the entire night together. In Anne's words, they made love. And it was the best she's ever had. And so then Anne <laughs> says, hey, my movie Volcano's about to come out. Well, come on. So, yeah, let's come out also. Yeah. And since we, you know, kind of erupted like a volcano tonight, let's go, oh. to, the, let's go to the premiere. Hey! <laughs> and, uh, hey, soul! So then they plan to go to the premiere together. 
Which just was, to really shake shit up, but also because they liked each other. Yeah, less than a month later, like mid-April. It was very quick, 97. which I didn't realize. I thought they were like in no. love. They had been together for years. Nope. And she was standing up like she literally did not really know Ellen at all. To go into the who said what of it all isn't really important. What is important is that my team sat Ellen and me down, and instead of the nice, friendly lunch I had been looking forward to on my break, we were barraged with less than subtle opinions about the impending date to the premiere. You can't go with her. It'll ruin your career, Anne. She's a woman. A woman. That's right. Hell and damnation to you both if you step foot in public together. No client of ours licks pussy and lives to talk about it. Whoa! It was like a foreign press conference without questions or the foreigners. It was an absolute nightmare. I don't know. I, it sounds great, but... So, so that's the stupidity she's dealing with, and that's the stupidity of that time. That's a very direct comment from a agent. Yeah. So they ended up going to the premiere anyway together, and I don't know if you have anything to add, Kyle, but caused a sensation. Yeah, so it wasn't only her her people that told her not to do it. It was the actual Fox studio said, if you show up with Ellen, which we already got word that you were planning on doing, you're not going to be able to come to the premiere. And if you do show up, we're going to escort you out. Your contract's going to be terminated and you will be edited out of the movie. A volcano? Yeah. Where she's in it like 80% of the time? So they kept their... <laughs> yeah, how the fuck that would they be... pull that off? I mean, give me a break. They kept their promise on two of those things. When she showed up with Ellen, she was escorted out from the premiere, wasn't allowed to take photos with anybody, and then they did cancel a contract, which also canceled another $10 million deal that she had. Mm. So she got fucked. Big time. shit. Yeah. Hearing that story, even as I was a kid, I was like, you go, girl. Like, you're standing up for something you believe in. You know what I mean? yes, queen. Yeah, It was pretty exciting. (laughs) It was. I remember as a kid. Yo, if this person has been with this person for this long and they love them that much. Yeah. Fuck everybody. Who gives a fuck what you think? People were disrupting shit like that. But what I'm realizing now is that they didn't even really know each other. They were just trying to fuck shit up. Anne knew that she was about to come out on her show. You're accusing Anne? So Ellen also It's a little dicey. Later on, Ellen also accused Anne of orchestrating the entire media circus. That being said, she's already the it girl. She had nowhere to go but down with this Ellen relationship. If she doesn't show up with Ellen, she's skyrocketing. Yeah. This is 97. Same year Wag the Dog comes out. I mean, that movie, to call it a darling to the critics is an understatement. It's where they fake a war to take away attention from, from the Clinton's, philandering uh, president. Everyone's like, this is topical. This is smart. This is hilarious. And everybody is on point in their acting. I heard Robert yeah. De Niro's story is that for that movie, which is about the Clinton administration, let's be honest. Yeah. They got access to the White House. They had like a meeting, Dustin mm-hmm. Hoffman, Robert De Niro, and you know the other guys in the movie. And maybe even <laughs> Willie Nelson was there. And, uh, and, and yeah, he's in the movie. And Clinton's like, what's this all about? And De Niro's like, you know, doing his like, 
I don't know. Because <laughs> he knows it's about him. Uh, I heard things. I guess Dustin Hoffman took the reins mm. and like said, oh, it's about a movie that, you know, where a war started just to, you know, deflect from something else going on. And it's like none of Clinton's aides told him it was a movie about you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So stupid. So it was a critical hit. Darling. And again, her hot streak is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Because Volcano made money, too. Volcano was number one in the box office. And Fox threatened her, saying, if you show up with Ellen, we're canceling the contract. And we get a clip. On Sunday night, I met Ellen at the Volcano. Uh, on Sunday, I met her at the Vanity Fair party for the Oscars. On Tuesday night, she was coming out on her show. I didn't even know who she was. This is part of, this is part of the naivete that led my life to such destruction or, or celebration, however you choose to look at it. I see it as a celebration. A little of both. But um, sure. I was amazed. I saw truth. My father had lived a double life. I felt like my family had been destroyed because of his lack of being like able a to you know, be honest about his sexuality. Hold on. I, I just want to put a year to this. What year was it? 97. 97. Oh, like, quit your yapping. Right Can we you were. discuss the yeah. time? Right, so I don't know where we are. Just time out. That was Tuesday Corolla, night. Wednesday idiot. was my volcano um, press junket. Thursday night was volcano. Whoa. So they knew I wanted to take Ellen. I had never met her before. I never didn't know who she was. I like, they like, weren't oh, dating so before. Or volcano, which is something that I found out recently. So, what do you take from that? It's annoying. The whole sales pitch on their relationship was that they were madly in love, and no corporate bullshit is going to stop us from being lovers. She didn't even know her. Kyle, have you ever heard of Love at First Lick? What are you? Hello. What are you a Fox shareholder? What do you care? To be fair, though, she later admitted that she wanted to shake things up, like in terms of more equality, bringing attention to things. Bringing attention, for sure. Well, she's still still had in the back of her head, like her dad, who was sheltered, and she's trying to spread to other people in the country that it's okay to be like this. And she probably was really enamored with her right off the bat. That could save their lives. It's possible. Yeah, you've never met someone the same night. You want to get married and throw your career (laughs) away? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and piss off some Fox executives. Yeah. That was probably the... the you want to cancel your contract That for was this the meat of it. She probably hated those fucking people, and I don't oh, blame her. I don't blame her at all. Yeah. I don't blame anyone for wanting to shake things up, but the you can sales have multiple, pitch... You can have multiple reasons for doing something. The selling of this story, that it was two star-crossed lovers completely in love and nothing would separate sure. them, and we're going up against the man, kind of disingenuous. Not exactly. This could have been her way to get back at a contract it's dispute Kyle. or something else. I thought, I thought they were married at this point already. You, you like, know, you, I'm taking my wife. And she goes, I didn't even know her. We did, had, did you we know did, lesbians couldn't get married at that time? Yeah, no it was illegal. In Massachusetts, they figured it out. No, but that was only that wasn't until 2003. Mark, he also thought the Blair Witch was real. So let's yeah, give like, him a little it's real. Who leeway. Are we, who are we arguing with here? Exactly. <laughs> In Israel. I thought they were married. <laughs> I didn't know Mary. No, but I think it was whatever went down, whatever reasons why, I think it was positive. Here's how I view but it. It's a she had contrived. a crazy upbringing. Insane. Of course. All of Awful. life is contrived. 100%. And, and, and Nothing's on the level. So she is enamored with Ellen. Stars aligning that night when they meet each other. And all of it happens at once. She's like, we can actually make a statement here. And this is so exciting. And she's not thinking fully with her brain either. Right. It's all just excitement. A volcano, if you will, Hello. of excitement. Also at this time, with all this craziness, 
that's when she auditioned. She got called in to read for Six Days, Seven Nights. Yes. With Harrison Ford. And remember her first movie she saw in the theater? Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. So that was a big deal. But this is Solo himself. Isn't this one of the things, Kyle, that they were threatening her with? Like, they can pull six days, seven nights from you. Yeah, she was already like... She's contractually... She was involved. already in. They were threatening to pull it. But they did, and they already canceled, like, other contracts that she had. She lost $10 million. But that's know. rock and roll. That's fucking badass. They, they were like, taking... you. Exactly. They were taking this contract out of her hands and... Harrison Ford was like, no, let me, give me that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get off my plane. No, you, you, I was going to say that. <laughs> he stood up and said, get off my plane. Get off he my stood plane. up for her, though. He called her up and said, I don't give a damn who you're sleeping with. I yeah. look forward to working with you on the movie. Exactly. And that was that. Fuck yeah. yeah. She lucked out. That movie is um, one of Alejandro's favorite movies. Ever. No, it's not one of my favorites. But you like it? What is going on? Why are you singling me out as the big fan? Because you love it. I'll admit I saw it in the theater, Summer 98. Fuck yeah, you did twice. Might I make a point about it? I was aware, obviously, of all the coverage. Yeah. And it made no difference to the movie. It is a summer popcorn entertainment. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I don't remember, like, specific aspects of it, but I remember it coming out. It's like Hepburn and Bogart kind of thing. Yeah, in Out of Africa. Yeah, she's got that screen quality, and it's an entertaining movie. Yeah. That's it. He's and a little older for her. Yeah. Gross. Well, that's every movie in the yeah, 90s. that's true. That is kind of Same gross. thing with Jurassic Park and Laura Dern and, uh, and Sam Oh, Neal. yeah, that yeah, came yeah. out recently. Yeah, it did. Yeah. People on Reddit made a stink about it. Of course. Well, 98 also, uh, at the end of the year, she appeared in Psycho. Gus yes. Van Sant. Which, shot for shot, in which my uh, you know community college uh, film professor had a lot to say about that. But what can you say about that? There wasn't really much to it. It was just a shot for shot remake yeah. of Psycho. Who cares? I've said what, this before. I find it a fascinating with Vince Vaughn. But why Vince Vaughn? Fa- it's a fascinating experiment, though. I guess so. It's interesting. But because Vince Vaughn is hot off of Goodwill Hunting. Why not do something more interesting and fun like he did? Like fucking. It was uh, interesting. Really? Yeah. It proves that it's not the same movie. You can't just remake a movie shot for shot. It's not going to be the same thing. So he proved you shouldn't do it. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but yet I can enjoy Maybe it. Maybe do, do Drugstore Cowboy 2 or something. No, but I can enjoy it as an experiment. <laughs> I guess so. Or like see, maybe he's like trying to get in the mind of uh, Alfred Hitchcock and see like what led him to these decisions. And everything. What's one of your favorite movies you've seen? Like Goodfellas, right? Okay. Let's say someone did a shot for shot remake. It would be blasphemy of course yeah but you've seen it so many times that part of you would be kind of amazed like i can't believe but there's no possibility of doing that for goodfellas it seems like such a chore it is to have to do like every fucking shot okay look at how dumb tiktok youtube all that stuff is it's filled with stuff like this people lip-syncing or recreating scenes this and that gus van sand did it on a massive level with a big budget that to me is interesting. But he's burning a budget, in my opinion. He's just like, you know, he could be making a very much more interesting movie. And we have a clip. You slept here all night? Yes. As I said, I couldn't keep my eyes open. So. There are plenty of motels in this area. I just pulled over. Have I broken any laws? No, ma'am. Then I'm free to go? Is anything wrong? There's nothing wrong, except that I'm in a hurry and, and you're taking up my time. Okay. There you go. And then we have the uh, snippet of Six Days, Seven Nights. Nice. I want to give you the whole scope. Here. Alejandro's favorite movie. Let's of get all the time. scoop. 
This is the trailer. See if you can spot which one's not like the other in the actors they list at the end. Okay. I'm sorry. You're kissing me? No. For this. He thro- oh, I remember that. Yeah, he throws her off the cliff. Harrison Ford. I really liked kissing you. And H. If I start, I'm not going to be able to stop. That's good. Doesn't it? David Schwimmer. <laughs> the swim. Holy six days, seven nights. <gasps> Some sort of creature has just swum up my pants. That's bad. Find adventure. That's, That's bad. It's Schwimmer. Yeah. It's no David demand. Schwimmer. It's Ross. Better not catch you smiling. All right, there you go. That's wow. where they really made fucking movies pop, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were the days. Those <laughs> were the days. By the time of the movie's release, summer 98, Ellen's show was canceled. Yeah. Final episode airing in May 1998. And everyone blamed the fact that it had too much lesbian content, <laughs> leading even Elton John to publicly say, Oh, would you get on with it already? That's hilarious. Yeah, he's got no tolerance for bullshit. Yeah. And Ellen regretted the whole making the show lesbian-centered after it was canceled. Did she? No, but that doesn't make her look good. She's like, I wish I was never a lesbian. No, she had a public (laughs) face of like, I'm proud of the work we did, but privately she was upset that she, you know, lost it. I ruined everything. Yeah. She wears weird suits. She looks like the Joker suit. <laughs> I'm not getting into talking about women's suits. <laughs> Judging women's suits here. Make sure that makes the cut so nobody yells at us. Um, <laughs> not judging women. We got it. Yeah. Uh, so Anne Heche was really upset about everything that happened after that. She said she was blacklisted from Hollywood. Um, was she? Possibly. Was it because she was a lesbian? Possibly. She directed a couple of small things, too. Yes, but she wasn't in a feature film. No. Until, like, ten years later. She directed, incidentally, in 2000, a segment in If These Walls Could Talk 2. Oh. That starred Ellen and Sharon Stone. Really? And they get it on. I think get I out of here. That. You've Sharon never Stone seen that? fucks Ellen on camera? Yes. That's how she got into Mensa, I heard. Everybody leaves. No, and it was actually... <laughs> Short of tons of nudity, it was pretty much like a Skinamax flick, wow. this segment. Yeah. It's a couple trying to get pregnant. They're like Two si- chicks? They're like scissoring the whole They're going to be at it for a while. <laughs> and Ellen DeGeneres. You're going to need a bigger... Um... <laughs> now that you mention it, it was a little gratuitous because you know they're, they're obviously using other means. One of us yet, needs to get pregnant. But they're doing each other Let's a go, lot. Go, in the, go. Yeah. <laughs> the segment is basically them doing each other. <laughs> Don't ask why I know so much about this. Yeah, All you right. seem to. Wait, do we have a clip for this? You can look it up if you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not say for work. Um, I will later. Okay, later. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, her directing. What do you know about her directing? She was interested in directing, and she directed a couple of small things, but that was her most high profile. Thing. Oh, that was the big one. Yes, and that was tail end of the relationship too. In two thousand. Yes, I think they broke up in two thousand one. 2000. Oh, they broke up in yeah. 2000. Yeah. See, I, in the year 2000. My expertise <laughs> ends when the book ends. So yeah. 2001. Yeah. Last chapter of the book. Yeah. yeah. They broke up in August of 2000. 
Okay. They announced the breakup, and by this point, Anne hasn't dealt with any of her issues yet, really. Her crazy life continues to be crazy. She becomes heterosexual after that. Well, come on. She does. It's it's all fluid, bro. Yeah, she's fluid. Okay. I'm saying she starts dating men more. Well, she dated men before Ellen. In fact... Yeah, she did, but I'm saying... Ellen's the only one that she actually dated that was a chick. Exactly. She wasn't a lesbian before Ellen. Oh, really? She had never been with a woman before, which kind of (laughs) helps Kyle's point. Disingenuous story. Do you know who she was in a serious relationship right before Ellen? Who? Joe? Joe Mama? Yes! (laughs) Fuck! Um, Joe Esterhaz? Steve Martin. (laughs) Shut up. They did the movie A Simple Twist of Fate together. They almost bought a house in Hollywood. And this sounds made up. This is from the book. Anne Hayes showed up at Ellen's house after meeting her that night and realized it was the house that Steve Martin had looked at and was going to buy until Anne Hayes broke up with them. Oh, wow. Wait, so Steve Martin was clapping Ellen? No, Anne Anne Hayes. Hayes. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Follow me here. Wacky and wild stuff. Ellen was a lesbian always. Yeah. Anne Hayes dated men before Ellen. Older men, she's usually way too Ooh, good looking daddy. for Steve Martin. Steve Martin's like such an old. Well, again, dad. that's following the twisted psyche at that time. She was yeah. dating older guys. Yeah, traumatized. Yeah, repressed. So now let's go back to August two thousand. My pattern of abuse had returned. I was trying to be everything for someone else and lost myself in the process. I was Anne. Yes. Now I'm Celestia. Because she hadn't dealt with her issues, she had created a fantasy world for herself where she had this split personality, this woman named Celestia, who was from the fourth dimension and was the (laughs) reincarnation of God. Quote, in my mind, I became Jesus. And she would get messages from her home planet about how to make Earth a better place. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. And so in August of 2000, right after they announced the breakup, Pretty much the same day, Anne was on her way to a woman's music festival, a women's music festival, and she parked her SUV alongside uh, Fresno Country Highway, Northern California, and she was clad in shorts and a bra, and then she walked about a mile down a dirt road until she reached a stranger's house, and then she proceeded to go inside and take a shower. Afterwards, she put on a pair of Mickey Mouse slippers she found and encountered the family whose house she was crashing. Anne said she wanted to watch a movie, and one of the family members grabbed a VHS. Wait, what? On six days, seven nights, and asked, Shut the fuck is this up. you? They eventually called the authorities and reported Anne's concerning behavior. Bruh. Oh, okay. <laughs> we thought you had something else to say, Kyle. Nope, that's just the TikTok. Just uh, <laughs> Anne Hayes told a deputy who was responding to the scene that she was God and was planning to take everyone back to heaven in a spaceship. It sounds like cocaine also. It turned out it was ecstasy. Oh, ecstasy. She, dr- she yeah. took ecstasy after she parked her SUV on the side of the highway. Oh, my God. And no criminal charges were filed. Wow. <laughs> After a week in a psychiatric hospital, she flew to Toronto to film the movie John Q with Denzel Washington. And after this incident, this break-in, she became the laughingstock of Hollywood and was a punchline on late-night talk shows. 
including the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yeah. Oof. Hey, you, you hear know, about it, Hayes? You know what happened? <laughs> I got 50 cars, and uh, Hayes is crazy. You hear about this? <laughs> she took a shower. You know? yeah, Kevin, yeah. you hearing this, Kevin? Hey, yeah, Kevin, can I take a shower at your daughter's house later on? <laughs> I got some ecstasy on me, huh? <laughs> she said that with that incident in 2000, yeah. she was able to essentially kill off Celestia, her alter ego, oh, thank and deal with all her trauma, which she wrote about in the book. Thank God. And finally put all that to rest. So everything was okay after that? Pretty much. She did not do another studio movie until a decade later with Cedar Rapids. Wow, that's a crazy movie to be the next studio movie. Love that movie. uh, Without Ed Helms? Yeah. But are you saying that that's what caused her demise? Everything yeah, put that, her on a list. She the Ellen stuff, and then right after the breakup, she that has puts this you on a list. incident, and they all called her crazy. Well, that's what put Robert Downey Jr. on a list. And same thing with Latasha Leone. She didn't really get her career back on track till Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, which was two thousand and eight, and Robert Downey Jr. until the Shane Black movie, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, and that led to then Iron Man. Right but he. He was better because he had actually industry people behind it. His wife was the fucking executive. But he wasn't doing Brothers. big movies. No, but like he came back quicker with Kiss Kiss Big Bang in 2005. And he's a man. Exactly. Don't you ever forget it. Then he did Iron Man three years later, and he's a fucking worldwide superstar again. Back Women like have it much harder, and especially Anne Hayes now labeled as Difficult. an insane person that breaks into people's houses yeah it's hard to come back yeah it's brutal because barbara walters does a fucking national program a straight up interview with ann hache and she's clearly not doing well mentally and barbara is like oh so you like have this relationship with an alien and she's like yeah he taught me a language and barbara just goes can you give us anything i don't have the clip i can't find it it's kind of like James Lipton in the actor's studio. Like, can we talk to the alien now? But she <laughs> fucking did it. Can we on yeah. national TV? She's can doing. Can we talk this. to Mark for a minute? <laughs> yeah. Ooh ah. Ooh, 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 uh, alien. I know what you're talking about. I saw a transcript. Yes, and exactly. the alien language is. It's it, an alien language. She's speaking Simlish yes. from the fucking Sims, but. Serious. Yeah. She's clearly going through something. What's that style track language? Exploited her. It's like she's speaking Klingon. Exactly. Yeah. But is she just like scatting? She's just like going as, you know, she's making it up as she <laughs> goes. She's scatting. She's scatting. Barbara Walters later <laughs> apologized. She should. She was like, what happens in the bedroom is yeah. nobody's business, including mine. Yeah, right. All these people just gas up these fucking lunatics and they like, you know, they want everything. Like the same thing with the Whitney Houston thing. You know, she they had a oh, they, they had, had a, a field day. They had a cocaine addict on live television. Yeah. They were like, hey, hey, what do you have to say about this? Like, come on. You, sometimes you don't have to put everyone on the air. That's out of their minds. And yeah. Oprah, too. She's like, OK, so how did you mix the crack? Uh, can you run us yeah. through that process? Can I have some? Dude, Oprah fucking side note. This has nothing to do with any. She brought the fucking woman who got her face ripped off by a monkey. The chimp. Yeah. yeah. And told her to fucking pull her mask up. She's Mori Provit. She's not even, she's not a classy person. None of them are. They're all fucking scumbags. That's my point. Okay. 
Cosmo. You're absolutely Peter. right. Dr. Yeah. Phil. Speaking exploiting... of gas, Cosmo gas. Oh, I'm fucking. Dr. <laughs> Phil exploited Bam Margera. Yeah. Yeah. And we dared comment on it. And everyone on TikTok now is like, oh, how dare at... you talk about Bam? They're mad yeah. at you. Like, you know what? <laughs> well, I'm, the I'm one sorry. Saying <laughs> but, but Dr. Phil is funny because he's a lunatic. He sue us for laughing at it. Yeah. And back to Anne Heche. Or H. I'm going to keep saying Heish, though, because the guy in the trailer said Heish. Heish. So they were happy to have her be exploited and be the crazy one. Yeah. They milked her for everything she was worth and spit her out. And I saw Cedar Rapids for the first time recently. This is the movie she did a decade later. At Helms, written directed, right? Not directed. That was uh, Miguel. Miguel Ateta. Okay, yeah. It's an excellent movie, and it further shows that Anne Heche is a terrific actress. Yeah. It's not an easy performance to pull off. And to me, it was kind of sad because because it's so good, because she should have been used more. It's sad that she only appeared in Cedar Rapids, and that was it. Well, do you think that she was coached before that, her her agent saying, it's this or, or you're done? For Cedar Rapids? Or like saying, like, if you don't do well in this movie, this is your chance to get back in the game. Not exactly. She was always working. Like, she was in a show called Men in Trees in the 2000s that was somewhat successful but just didn't last. I think, like, Ed Helms and the director, they just liked her and said, yeah, fuck it. We'll put Anne Heche in the movie. Yeah. Where's she been? Well, sometimes it's those indies. Like, Pulp Fiction, historically, is the big one that brought... John Travolta back. Yeah. Because some of these uh, crazy directors like Quentin Tarantino will take a chance on you yeah. and be like, I don't care what the big studios. Exactly. They have these lists of people like not to work with, but fuck it. You know, like. like that is the same logic because he said that about Travolta. Yeah. Because he knows Travolta's talented. Yeah. That's in his back pocket. Like, I know Travolta's going to kill it in this role. And people still have that inside yeah. of them that they like them. So that's with Anne Heche. They've seen Wag the Dog. Yeah. They've seen Six Days, Seven Nights. They know she's going to kill it. Yeah. And she killed... Have you seen that movie, Cedar Rapids? It's great. Yeah, no, I did it's see it. very... John C. Riley's hilarious in it. Oh, my God. I don't remember it that well, but I, I do remember... Everybody, like, go for watch For some reason, Cedar I, I remember John C. Riley telling Ed Helms to pinch it off when he's, when he's on the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know why. I just remember that part. Yeah, it, it's a good movie. That says more about me than anyone else. If nothing else, what I got from that entire clip... Yeah, what did you get? Is that Anne Heche was the John Travolta... Of Cedar Rapids. <laughs> Except, unfortunately, it didn't really lead to a resurgence. What went wrong is the thing yes, we're asking. Yes, thank you. you. Yes. Yeah. What went wrong after Cedar Rapids? Yeah. She was back to doing Hallmark movies. She was still kind of a name. Yeah. yeah. One thing we also should mention is she was married after Ellen. Twice. To men. To men. And she yeah. has two kids. Men, 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 men. Can you men, elaborate men, on this? Yeah. What yes. is She, um... Has kids Homer? I believe. Ah, Homer! <laughs> Homie. Mm, donuts. Yeah, so she's got uh, kids Homer and Atlas. What's the name of the first husband? Coley LaFoon. He was some kind of like grip or something? Yeah, he was like some fucking scumbag in the industry. <laughs> so she brought she brought home some some trim from the I like how she went from like A list lesbian Ellen DeGeneres to like the grip. No, no, but, but she, like, she even said on the David Letterman show that he was just like, how are things going? And she was like, he's lazy, not going to make it. 
Like in the 2000s or something? No, this was like, uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, this was um, in 2007 because they filed for divorce in February 2007. It was finalized in March of 2009. But uh, she pretty much footed the bill for everything that was going on in their relationship, the kids, everything. And she was like, this guy doesn't want to work. He's kind of a fucking loser. Mm. And said that in like the funniest way possible. Yeah. To David Letterman. On Letterman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, "Uh, what do you, what do you got a bum there? (laughs) Got any gum? (laughs) Got any bum? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I would make you lowest loan. (laughs) (laughs) So after that, she begins a relationship with actor James Tupper. They have a son, Atlas, born March 2009. Uh, They separated in 2018. So she's got kids out there. She's got ex-husbands now. She's fucking living life. She's just fucking shitting through Hollywood. She's got voided contracts. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She did Dancing with the Stars. She did. And there is a piece of trivia about that. Okay, let's Uh, hear it. Thanks, you owe me a Coke. (laughs) There are only five former contestants that are deceased. She is one of them. Uh, Name them. Florence Henderson. That was a sad one. Danced on season 11. Yeah. Well, she we, seems still full of life. We saw that, died. you know, it's, she was, she's not going to live forever. All Number right. two, Valerie Harper. Season 17. That was a long death. Well, oh. she died on the set of uh, the Harper family art before that anyway. <laughs> In so. character. Too bad mom died. Yeah. <laughs> She said she had six months to live back in like 2012. Yeah, she probably said that. And she died like 10 years later. All right, go, Kyle. Number three, Cloris Leachman. Oh, who saw that guy? Of season seven. (laughs) She was old when she did the Beverly Hillbillies in 93. She was old when she was old. Number four, Mary Wilson. Oh, the um, Supremes. I don't know. Yes. This is where I check out because I don't know who she is. All right, next. And Haish. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Number five, yeah. Yeah, all right. So there you go. So Dancing with the Stars, she lost, obviously. Yeah, she finished 18, And I heard not that... good. I don't even think that they have 18 contestants, <laughs> but she finished 18 somehow. It was so bad. one of the early episodes. Yeah, it was they not good. They add on more levels for yeah. her. I heard she... I thought there was only 10. She finished 18. She That's stormed off the set the moment she was eliminated. She was like, fuck this shit, and just ran off. I believe that. What was her problem with it? Because she was eliminated. She was embarrassed. That's where she draws the line after yeah. everything. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is also starting to add up her erratic behavior and drug yes. use. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty much common knowledge at this point that she was abusing drugs. She liked to tip them back. Well, this podcast. She became a successful podcaster. That's debatable. Is yeah. it debatable? I mean, they were paying their rent with it. Were they? How do you know this? Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Better together with Anne and Heather. Yes. Heather Heather? Duffy, that is. She's this publicist. Nobody knows who she is. She's basically just Anne's friend. She wears a cowboy hat sometimes. Of course. And they like to get fucked up together. Nothing's crazier than a cowboy hat Hollywood lady because they go nuts. And you know how many podcasts there are. Are out there? Yeah, the smorgasbord. It's way too many. Yeah, in my in our, except for ours. Yeah, there's this thing called Straw Hut Media that just shits out a bunch of podcasts. Let's get better together. Cheers! Cheers! One of the challenges in life is that at 52, I got to continue to be interesting. Yeah. Hopefully, this is their description when they started during the pandemic. 
Better Together is a space where guests come on with their special person that makes them better in life or in a particular project. Mm. It's a big love fest. Now it's me talking. Past guests have included Richard Marks. We all love Richard Marks. He's funny on Twitter sometimes. He's um, very anti-Trump. Give me Groucho. Carol okay. Baskin. What? The husband murderer. Carol Baskin. And Kill Al- that bitch. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> uh, yes. Someone gave me the gun. I didn't load it. Yeah. So th- this oh, podcast has started <laughs> while she's ramping up her drug use. Like, did you notice in the Corolla interview when she tries to describe what it's about? Yeah. It makes absolutely zero sense. Right. What is uh, the theme of the podcast? Well, I mean, it really, we, I, I say self-knowledge is one thing and adding others is everything. So we like to tell stories and uh, get people to be able to share who they are and tell the truth. And, and we kind of activate the idea of what, what it means to be happy, what it means to be in control of your life and share with others the, the things that help us feel well, better and look better and sound better. Yeah, it sounds like a, like yoga. Like in yeah, like, it's like we're calming you down. But we're the craziest two people you've ever met and, in your life. <laughs> and Hayes never stopped being likable. But they're yeah. also and she's always you genuine. can be unhinged and nice at the same time. I agree. Yeah, it was sad to see her so out of it. But through that, even you could tell, like God, this is such a sweet trouble. There's person. so many self help yes. yoga people that are like on ketamine all day. Like it, <laughs> drugs are just so infused into this kind of self-help mantra yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- way of thinking Absolutely. that is just like like if you ever saw Permanent Midnight with uh, Ben Stiller it's the perfect definition <laughs> of that he plays, Good movie. he plays a TV writer who is into veganism and all this stuff but he's also doing heroin yeah. but he doesn't want to do any bad food so he, he won't eat a turkey sandwich <laughs> That's exactly what this podcast is. Pretty much. We're going to give you stuff to help your life. Meanwhile, we're train wrecks. Yes. It's going to be the worst thing you've ever heard for your life, but we're doing it from a good point of view. It is kind of weird listening to that podcast, and Anne is clearly drunk. She's slurring. Almost every episode. Yeah. It's it's not just a little rosé. like It's the the whole vineyard. But (laughs) was it Heather? Heather Duffy. Yeah, so Heather Duffy it's the whole vineyard. <laughs> tries to cover for her all the time, being like, oh, we're just sitting here, and, um, we're, and we're completely sober. And yeah, Anne's in a bed. Like, <laughs> and it sucks because she seems like she would be a very fun hang. You're going to have to start getting used to me now, all bitch. Right. <laughs> Watch out. All right. Slow your roll on that Coca-Cola. <laughs> Cut that out because they'll think it's Coke. So never mind. It actually is Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, no. well, here's the proof. And one thing is also the, about the dynamic is because a lot of people are like, well, didn't Heather notice how out of it Anne was? Couldn't she have helped her more? Yeah. First of all, there's a little bit of enabling going on. Yeah, of course. Of course. A lot of it. But also, this is a dynamic that happens in our lovely city of Los Angeles. Yeah. There's a lot of relationships where, unfortunately, someone is famous and then their friend is not famous. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, this is great. Uh, like like Frank Sinatra type relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, you said yeah. it, Frank. Meanwhile, he's having you like a it, complete boss. mental breakdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we go to the clip of the final episode? This is a myth. Um, there was a rumor that got started that the podcast that came out shortly after she got into the car accident, the rumor was that. That was a podcast that was recorded the same day, but it was not the same day. Correct. Different yeah. day. 
it was Friday the accident happened, Tuesday they recorded the podcast. Yeah. But it was coincidentally dropped on Friday. Right. And so Straw Hut Media scrubbed this from their lineup, but you can still find it if you look hard enough. Yeah. And we found it. This is from the very opening of it. Welcome back and better together with Anna and Heather. File this one on your fingers crossed. And by the way, there's no better title for this show. They'd be shocked to know we are actually stone cold sober right now but, uh-huh. except that we are sitting with okay. we find but wait, we I each have... have a bottle in front of us because our friend sent us Refine. And he's like, we're not sober. There's booze everywhere. Speak for yourself. About let's say 64 episodes ago and we did a terrible commercial Oh, it was not it was fun. No, no, it was a fun commercial, but we were like, oh my God, refined when we thought yeah, we were if like, you're in doing commercials. We was, and you, you should, should go, go here refine. and there, and you should go there and here. And oh my God, it was terrible. We did not quite know how to do commercials. We're better together with Anne and Heather. Heather and Anne. That's name song compared to what they're acting like. There's a little more here. Let's listen a little longer. We did wonderful episode so anyways they sent us dr rom said that we should be drinking vodka instead of wine and oh, we no. listened so refine Listen makes vodka they sent us vodka and we are and we are drinking their it. advice although if you look to the side you might see <laughs> with <it>. wine <laughs> chasers today has been so they're drinking wine and vodka day. i don't know what happens sometimes days just suck Hey, that's true there's another clip from later in the episode which i just thought it was a bit ironic yeah I'm a hermit. I'm a scientist. I like to, uh, by the way, I am feel better being inside my house on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because that's what makes me feel good. And it's very rare that I like to go out and be around people. All right, then stay in your house and don't go causing destruction all over the South Bay. Right. Where you could have killed a lot of people, but you just killed yourself. Don't leave the house. People that want to like start shit, don't leave the house. Yeah, exactly. Start in your own house, okay? Yeah. Be alone. I would love it if everybody out there recognized a moment where you were about to do, you were about to say that shitty thing or you were about to do that shitty thing and don't do it. Don't And do see it. how you feel. We can debate whether she's an enabler or not, but there is kind of an infamous clip. Yeah. She was filmed with her friend, her podcast co-host, Heather Duffy, leaving this restaurant called Craig's in L.A. in 2021. And I don't know. You be the judge. What's up, man? Oh, my God. How are you? Hi. How are you doing, man? Hi. Where are you selfie? Can I get a photo with you? Does anybody know Heather Duffy? Who's paying attention to our podcast? Anybody? You hear that? She's trying to promote the podcast. Of course. Y'all know Heather Duffy? This is how I blackout drunk go through the year. Are you surprised? Everywhere. I know, but. Have you heard of Heather Entertainment? Look, and they're taking selfies with her. Okay, check out this guy, his shirt. Ah, Green Bay Packers fan. Okay, thank you. This is a little bit later in the night. Okay. She's like performing for them. Thank you. Thank you. She is fucked up, dude. And look at Heather Duffy. Heather Duffy's like, woo, like waving her purse. Watch this now. Her podcast co host falls. falls to the ground drunk and is giggling as she almost breaks a shop window. I can't believe that she, that girl that just almost fell through a fucking window is the one saying, and we're sober today. 
Uh, maybe we haven't tongue, had one drink. Speaking of tongue in cheek, yeah, very tongue yeah. in cheek. They're California sober, which means you only do coke and rose. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where were we? Where were we? We were the day of her death. Anne Haish, horribly injured in a devastating vehicle crash in California. The accident happened mid-morning Friday. Haish was driving her blue Mini Cooper in the Mar Vista area of Los Angeles' west side when she collided into this home, sparking two fires. It erupted into flames, so not just the vehicle, but the entire home to where we had to fight a structure fire at the same time. What didn't she drive into that day? Oh, my God. I mean, do you can you walk us through this? I can drive us through it. Okay. All right. Um, what did she have for breakfast? All we really know is that she was, nothing. she was absolutely coke. drinking. She was absolutely doing coke. And she wanted to have a day on the town. Um, was driving around. She was doing whatever she needed to do. She needed a red wig for some reason. Yeah, she went to go buy a red wig for whatever reason. Imagine okay. that's your last purchase, a red wig. She was drinking. She was doing drugs that day. Very clear. She they was... didn't find it in her system, though, the alcohol. Uh, what we do know is that she definitely had drugs. Co- cocaine and fentanyl. But also, she got a picture taken of her, and With she's the... in the driver's seat, and yeah. there's a bottle of vodka sitting right there. Oh, my God. In the car? In the car. Wow. There's a blind item that might have been photoshopped. Shut up. To sell to uh, the tabloids to make the photo worth more. There probably are some scumbag vodka companies that are like, just put our put our bottle in there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's that, gonna get a lot of press. I'm not saying it's real. I'm saying that was like photoshopped a the bottle of Tito's in Yeah, there that she was drunk driving with. I could see them doing that. Yeah. Um so she hits one house. Or hit something. Not yet. Wait she, a second. She, no, she hits. She hits someone. Like an she apartment a, building. She hits a right? garage. Yeah, she's in like an alleyway. She hits one of the like garage doors. Yeah, and then people are trying to stop her from moving. Obviously, being like, "Yo, you got to pay for this." Let's like swap information. She freaks out. This is where you know that psycho clip. Yeah. I wish that life imitated art. Yeah. Because in the psycho clip, she's pulled over driving erratically. Yeah. Why couldn't that have happened in real life? I know. You know? So she hits the garage. People are like, yo, stop. We're taking a picture of you. Like, get the fuck out of your car. And she's like, nope. Speeds off. Almost hits a fucking person that is walking across the street. Like, just on the sidewalk. They're just walking on the sidewalk. And she flies through. Not only that, there's no attempt to swerve. Not at all. That person, if they were a couple steps over, they're dead. Yeah. So Dr. Drew has even been interviewed about this, and he said that he actually believes that she may have been completely incapacitated, just passed out while she was driving, Mm. and then just, like, it was gas. But someone has to put the foot on the gas. True. But I think he thinks that she was just so fucked up that, like, she just leaned forward and was just on the gas and was completely passed out and didn't know that she was flying down the street that fast. Oh, okay. And he said that you can have sympathy for people with a drug problem or alcohol problem. Yes. Until they start destroying property and putting other people's lives in danger. As soon as you harm someone else. Which then it's on you. If we saw the authorities to deal with you, I don't want to bring this up too early, but if we saw nothing's early at this point, the the ring, yeah, no, the ring camera from that street scene 
if we saw her drive that quickly past that ring camera in that neighborhood where there could be kids, there could be anyone, there right. could be kids on scooters, there could be elderly people going across the street, you know, yeah. with, uh, you know, their walker with tennis balls at the bottom. Anything <laughs> could have been happening, but right. she was just driving like Get a fucking asshole. Way. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. Drive yeah. yourself off a fucking pier in a rural area. I don't care. There was someone, too, in L.A. recently that was trying to kill themselves with the car and ended up killing a bunch of other people. That was they, on the boardwalk, The right? one person that wanted to kill themselves ended up surviving. Of course. Yeah. The only person that did survive was the fucking asshole that sped 80 miles an hour through a fucking intersection. Makes Anne Hayes look like Mother Teresa on this last day. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, because she didn't hit anybody. She did hit the house. And then the woman who just lived there with her dog, like, escaped, right? She lived yeah, so there. So where are we at now? She misses the pedestrian. And flies away. Okay. And as far as I know, I don't know how long it took for her to almost hit that guy and then show up on people's ring door. Yeah, cams. this is the one where she's just zooming past. 100 miles yeah. an hour. She's flying we'll, we'll, down We'll put street. it on the Instagram. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's it insane. It's absolutely insane. You just see... Literally her bursting at 100 miles an hour, and then boom, and you yeah. hear a huge crash. Blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. Yeah, you will. She could have been like so freaked out that she was trying to get away from this guy. Like, I didn't I mean- think that's how it started. Yes. But like you said, she passed out somehow. Or she was going down this intersection, and at the very end, you didn't see the house. It's only trees. Right. That's true. So she could have looked at this and been like, this is it. I'm going out the same way my brother did. Oh, you think? I think (gasps) she may have killed herself on purpose, being like, this is fucking it. She had so much going on. I don't get that because, like, you know, she had so much going on. She had two kids. She She loved the kids. The kids. Of course. No, but also, if you have multiple personalities, you're in that personality so hardcore. You're not like a regular person where you have just different moods. You have different personalities in which you're like, there's no other way out of this besides dying. Yeah. I guess you're right. Maybe Celestia returned and said, hey, let's go home. Possibly. She crashes into the house. Yeah. And it catches on fire. Yeah. Dude, do you guys understand how far she actually traveled after like going through the trees and actually hitting the house? No. The car went all the way through the house. It was a long house. Oh, really? So it's like from my gate here to like here. It almost oh my like God. like a fucking Warner Brothers cartoon. It like breaks the house and like it, it, the house. It falls. sounds yes. like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where they would go through the wall like with the imprint, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. the hands and everything, <laughs> yeah. like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> yeah. So she hits the trees, keeps going through, hits the fucking front of the house destroys that, goes through like two other rooms. She makes it all the way to the final wall inside, and the car finally stops there. And uh, they just released the 911 call yesterday. And oh, really? It's really fucked up to hear the panic from her neighbors uh-huh. and then trying to figure out what's going on. She was pinned in the car. The airbags went off. They couldn't get to her because she was stuck. They were trying mm-hmm. to grab her and she was just stuck. What's the emergency there? A car just went through my neighbor's house. Okay. And very fast because it's like in the second room. And I don't, we, we, don't, we don't know what okay. people are just clearing up the stuff here. So that the car went all the way into the house? Yes. 
So early on, it was like the crash happened, maybe a little bit of smoke, and then you start to hear things like unravel, like, oh my God, it's on fire. She's on fire. And they're like, can you get her out? Is she in the car? And they're like, oh yeah, she's in the car. And they're like, are you guys going to get her out? And they're like, no, we can't get to her. Because they don't want to risk their own life. Yeah, exactly. And the woman that lives there was like two feet away. Well, yeah. And her dog, and they both survived. Her dog and her tortoise, and like a I bunch mean, the of tortoise. Everyone was Mar Vista worried the, about the know, tortoise. What's going yeah. on down yeah, there? Yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that woman in that house was renting. <gasps> Who rents a house like that in Mar Vista? Exactly, dude. It's like drug dealers. So Don't judge. She's she's sitting there in one it's a room. Nice place you can rent. All of a sudden, Anne Hage flies through 100 miles an hour into We're your fucking renting. living room, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, great." I don't have renter's insurance. I'm fucked. The owner is going to be fine because they're going to get the money. It's going to get yeah. paid for, blah, blah, blah. This woman actually um, has a GoFundMe, and I'll uh, I'll make sure to put a link up in our YouTube video. Okay. Oh, Help her out. And, Very uh, good thing for the dog. Nice and of you. Yes. People, you know? uh, Lynn Michelle, I believe her name is. Okay. The house is completely gone. It's fucked. It's a completely... Not what do you gone. expect when a car goes through the entire it's house? It's a Mini Cooper. I don't. It's a. I thought it was it's a bigger house. A car. Okay. I In thought... Mark's defense, every piece of media you saw about that, like pictures and stuff, the car was outside the house. They didn't really tell you that they already towed it all the way yeah. out from inside the fucking house. I was shocked to see the video today. How far it went in. It like burrowed its way through the entire house. Yeah, and wow. so this is the reason she ended up dying. So she was stuck in the fucking car. I'm surprised she survived the initial wreck. She had no traumatic brain injury. Wow. Zero. So she didn't hit her head, nothing. What happened is that she was stuck in the car for so long that she was breathing in all this smoke and chemicals. That fucked up her brain. Wow. She wasn't getting any oxygen. She was just breathing in chemicals, smoke, smoke, Kind of like smoke, how smoke, Paul smoke. Walker initially survived. Yeah. And then the fire happened. Jeez. That's yeah. interesting because sometimes, like Paul Walker, they don't know 100% exactly what killed these people. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's not an exact science. Same thing with Ryan Dunn. They just don't know exactly what happened. Right. Well, yeah, it was reported like, she, fucked. oh, she's in serious but stable condition. Yeah, so like... For Which, a week, it was like this. When she actually got dragged out and they put her but on- Yeah, they put her on the fucking- They th put her on a stretcher, and this is like a massively viral clip. It's of the actual EMTs that are taking Anne out of the house and putting her into the ambulance. People are like totally freaking out about it because they think that she was in a body bag already. Yeah. It's not the case. What actually happens in this video is the fact they understand that she's a famous person, and they know that they have the helicopters above them. So when they're taking her out, they're covering her to like give her privacy. Yeah. And so they put a fucking sheet on her, and as they're loading her into the ambulance, she wakes up and just looks like a fucking zombie, pretty much, just freaking out. Arms flailing. Up, flailing. Yeah, and then they just shove her into the ambulance. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, good. That's a good sign that she's alive. 
And so, like, that actually gave some people hope, being like, oh, well, she's like, you know, she's with it a little bit. She'll be fine. We'll just throw in the ambulance, mm-hmm. treat her. She'll be okay. Was it deadline? <laughs> they said. <laughs> Not deadline, <"Tweet."> deadlines. <laughs> yeah, where, where they said, uh, we're going to wait to call it until the heart stops beating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was weird. That was really weird. How well, nice that, of them. It's Hollywood trades nonsense that people. You know, you either go to Variety.com or Deadline. Depends on who's sourcing what. Doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's all brutal. We were all hoping for her to pull through. Of course. I, I think it was everybody back expected her to. We talked about the DMX thing because there was like, oh, she's dead. No, she's not. She's dead. Yeah. No, she's not. Yeah. It, now we're like, Robert Rose, dead. No. Yeah. Uh, Live. And to get insight <laughs> into that day, like what was going on? Like, I thought she'll get out of this. She'll explain this, you know? Yeah. Hollywood is mourning the loss of actress Anne Heche, who has died following a car accident on August 5th. She was 53 years old. Ellen DeGeneres posted this heartfelt message to Twitter, writing, This is a sad day. I'm sending Anne's children, family, and friends all of my love. Fuck Ellen. Okay, so Ellen, by the way, has been canceled pretty much because she's an insufferable, flippant <laughs> um, Kyle is not holding not wow. holding back one bit. Not Jeez. holding nothing no, back. No, never. He ain't holding back no bit. Yeah, we're <laughs> Cajun Kyle Blue. No. <laughs> and Hayes talked about the relationship. He on, no. on her podcast <laughs> actually. <laughs> and she said that <laughs> <laughs> the stories that came out about Ellen were consistent with what she dealt with. If you were Ellen and you had just been exposed in the media over the last two years for being a flippant. Is this the same <laughs> podcast we said we were feminists? I know, right here. The difference uh, half an hour makes. Would you? Jeez. Here we go. Answer the question that TMZ asked her. While out and about in Santa Barbara, the former daytime talk show host gave a brief comment on the actress. Have you spoken to Anne Hesch at all since her accident? Yes, not. Uh, do you want to... We're uh, not in touch with each other, so I wouldn't know. I don't want anyone to be hurt. Yeah, it's quite a dangerous accident that happened, wasn't it? It sure was. If you are accused of being a fucking piece of shit... So Ellen's a piece of shit. Okay. Would you take it as an opportunity to be like... To rehabilitate your image. Say, yes. I, I could have been a better person back in the day. No, not even that. It's just, oh my God, I didn't even know she was hurt. I feel fucking horrible about it. I hope she's okay. Instead, she's on her phone trying to run away from them, being like, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't have anything to say other than uh, I, I hope nobody's hurt. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Of course. Yeah, I don't know. She bugs me. All right, final thoughts. I feel bad for Anne. I think she was a troubled person, which... No Holly- kidding. Hollywood yeah. tends to attract a lot of those people. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing good with that. They and attract them. They chew them. They spit them. They spit them mm-hmm. out. And that's what happened. She had an evil father and evil father. a traumatic childhood. Yeah. A really unlikely successful rise to the A-list. They spat her out and she went out in a blaze of glory that was really unfortunate because it could have taken others with her. Thankfully. But that's the nobody's hurt. sadness and tragedy of addiction. Yeah. 
All right, well, follow us on Twitter and <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, please, at Death Entertainment and uh, YouTube, of course. And uh, email us at Death Entertainment if anything here annoyed you. You know, anything's possible. Oh, my God. I don't <laughs> for the haters, pick of the litter it's today. It's the fucking yeah. fancy feast. Yeah. <laughs> As I always say, meet me in the Magnolia Rouse parking lot, asshole. I'm here for it. So Yeah, this is catnip for the haters. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so that's it. That's all we got this week. For everyone writing what? the positive things to us, by the way. We love it. We right? really appreciate it. Samantha, Sabrina, everybody else, we love you. Oh, we love you. And Mac. Shout oh, it's a Mac. Mac. Yeah. Everybody. We love you guys. Thank we, you. We love you. Goodbye. You have just heard... A true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. The movies, Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon.